Hi, and welcome to Experience Points by University XV. On Experience Points, we explore different ways we can learn from games. I'm your host, Dave Ang, from Gamespace Learning by University XP. Find out more by going to universityxp.com. On today's episode, we'll learn from Naomi Paraso. Naomi is a senior learning designer at Brown University who believes learning should be engaging, inspiring, and challenging, and serve as a catalyst for reflection and change. As a master craftsman in gamification design, she specializes in creating immersive and award-winning learning experiences that promote appreciation of our world. Naomi, welcome to the show. Awesome. Thanks so much, Dave. I'm really, really thrilled to be here, and I cannot wait to talk about her story. Great. Well, I'm glad that you brought that up at the very beginning, because that is exactly what I want to focus this episode on, uh, her story, the board game. So recently, we had an excellent opportunity to play her story, the board game, with one of its designers, Danielle Reynolds, at PAX East 2023. Uh, so for those who have never heard of the game before and haven't played it, how would you summarize it in a way that would get people to want to play it as well as see the educational value in it? That's a tall order, but I'm ready to take on the challenge. <laughs> uh, so in this particular game, um, you're an author writing a book to tell the stories of all of these remarkable women in history. And so you're doing um, research, and I'll, and I'll explain that in a minute, and you're drafting chapters. Um, and as you're drafting chapters of your book featuring one woman per chapter, you're going to uncover that um, these women have special advantages and powers, um, depending upon which women you're choosing um, to include in your book. Um, and so uh, the person who completes the highest scoring um, book at the end um, is, is the one who's declared the winner. Mm -hmm. uh, so it's it's a it's a really cool game, and I'll explain a couple other elements of the game, which I think will be helpful for um, you to uh, visualize the educational uh, opportunities with this game. Um, so when you're an author, uh, as a player in this game, um, you're working towards a book who has eight chapters, um, and one woman's featured in each chapter. And um, when you're doing the research, there's tokens, and each mm -hmm. token has different symbols, uh, and so you have to. Uh, grab um, one of the uh, square square tokens and put it on uh, the, your own play, uh, play board mm -hmm. right in front of you that's next to the, the chapters that you're drafting. Um, and so what's really cool is if you end up publishing a chapter in your book with the exact number of symbols needed from your research tokens, uh, you get a bonus. So calibrating your resources, you're rewarded for that. Um, and uh, during gameplay, it's really simple. You can only do um, one of three things. You can research by taking a research token. You can draft a tap chapter, which is taking a card from the idea board. So there's a board, an idea board in the middle, um, and that has, I believe, six different um, uh, women mm -hmm. on their cards. Um, so you can grab uh, one of those women um, and put it in your draft area, and you can start um, have two drafts total. Uh, or you can complete a chapter, one of your eight chapters that you're going to. So pretty much it's really, really simple. You're going to have some nice research tokens. You're going to have your um, up to two drafts of women that you're working on. And then you have um, all of your chapters that you're working on. Um, and I'll mention, too, that when you're playing, you can't help but flip the cards over to read the biographies of the women feature on the cards. Like mm -hmm. it is just amazing to when you're playing through to, to see um, all of the women that you um do know um and all the women that you haven't um, been aware of in the past yeah i think that one of the most interesting parts when we were playing at the convention was that there's many women that are indicated in the game that i was familiar with but there was a lot of other women who i did not know 
And what I appreciated, you know, I mean, you explained really well was how um, the game kind of just abstracts this research element. Um, so you talked about those individual tokens and those tokens have individual icons on it, meaning like magnifying glass, like speech bubble, book, et cetera. And those represent, I guess, different like research activities you could be doing, like um, finding particular information, conducting interviews and everything else. And, you know, the game, you said this kind of sets it up so that you as a player, you're actually conducting this research yourself. Of course, like a board game that actually represented research um, 100% accurately would not be that interesting. But I think her story did a pretty good job of just kind of abstracting this idea of having tokens that have icons in them and then fulfilling a quote unquote order in order to write a particular chapter about a famous woman from history by collecting those individual tokens. Would you say that that was like a um, a pretty approachable way in order to address research for these individual women? Absolutely. I mean, it just the way that the tightness of uh, the the play and the mirror, the abstract mirroring of the research process, I thought was really brilliant. Like it's they do uh, the design just does a really really great job mm -hmm. at breaking down those parts in a meaningful way to the gameplay, but also helping you think about the process of um, of research and of uh, featuring, um, you know, subjects in, in a book. Um, I just thought it was really, really brilliant. And you feel really empowered as an author, or I would argue maybe perhaps um, the role of editor, actually, when you're putting together your chapters. Um, but it was, it's ultra, ultra cool. Right. And that leads me into the second question I want to ask you here, which is applications for education. And I, I saw this particularly with this particular game of her story, which is um, it was designed from the ground up as a commercial game that has a specific learning focus and outcomes, as well as being entertaining, engaging, and thoughtful. So based on your background specifically, I'd like to get your take on this, on designing, engaging, and gameful learning experiences. What do you think are the biggest applicable takeaways in learning design that you got from playing this game? Oh, this is such a great question, Dave, and I'm excited to dive into this. And uh, I think we've touched on it a little bit. The first thing I would say is that I think the game mechanics really map well to the principle of the game of publishing and writing a book in an abstract way. They kind of distilled down some of the essential elements of how research could be abstracted. Um, and so when um, you're taking you know, those research tokens, each of the symbols stands uh, for an aspect of someone's research. So there's um, a book icon, which can stand for reading, you know, you're reading a lot of mm -hmm. materials. Um, you know, there's there's thinking with the light bulb and, um, you know, processing. Uh, there's the speech bubble um, icon, which could be uh, interviewing subjects and also the magnifying glass, you know, you're doing uh, searching for more sources, searching for more people to interview, the kind of searching process. And I have a, a master of library science degree mm -hmm. um so this and, and a master's in english literature so this like game feels like it was um made for me um but i i think that other people would really um enjoy uh this game but it just it hits a sweet spot for me in a number of ways um and i'll also uh share that i think the drafting of a chapter and the publishing of the book and the mm -hmm. resources and time for revision, like the fact that you would draft first and then publish makes a lot of sense, right? When you're laying out and kind of picking, you know, which, um, you know, one you're going to draft next and that you may choose to draft one, um, you know, women from the idea board first um, into, you know, or or you might wait um, and hope that another woman will stay on the idea board for, for later for you to, to draft. 
And you might draft a certain woman into your book um, because you're anticipating being able to uh, take advantage of one of the special powers that she may have. So I just thought that that was really nice, too, with thinking about the resources and time it would take for uh, the revision and kind of drafting uh, and publishing process uh, as well. And then I think the tight core loop of what you're doing, there's nothing that you're doing in the in this game that doesn't connect to the overall goal mm-hmm. and also isn't really tightly woven to the process of publishing. Uh, and we didn't talk about this um, yet, but uh, you're able to go to the library uh, mm-hmm. up to um, two times in the game. You have a library card uh, and you flip it when you want to use it the first time and then you um, flip it back and um, move it to the side when you're when you're done. Um, but if, if there's no uh, research tokens um, with any symbols that are going to work for you, you can go to the library um, and get a complete refresh. I believe mm-hmm. there's six or eight um, spots where the research tokens go in the middle where people can um, take on their turn. Um, so that's a really, really nice uh, nod um, to the function of, of the libraries. And I thought a really nice mechanic um, mm-hmm. as well, and that you could do it up to twice uh, in, in the game per person. So I thought that was a, a really nice mechanic, a really nice implementation of that mechanic and, and, um, thematically worked really well with the, the core loop and the, um, whole gameplay. Uh, I think that I'm really glad that you indicated your background in library science, because I was thinking about that, you know, as we were playing this game, because it's generally about research, about writing this particular book. Um, one area that I want to draw attention to, and I want to know if you've noticed, but like the main board where you can see the different chapters of the different women you could write about, it kind of looks like a pegboard. And on that pegboard, you can see different pictures of different women there. And as you draft them, that's basically like you going to the pegboard and being like, let's investigate this woman. And you take her card and put her on your your own individual player board, which is kind of like your desk. And on your desk, you you can begin writing some research. You can begin drafting your chapter. And you brought this up before with a core loop in that it's a rather like mechanically very simple game to play. You either do this or you do this or you do this. There's really only those kind of three actions available. And I think talking to other educators that want to use games-based learning, they often get very caught up in this aspect of this is going to be complicated or I don't want to design a game from the game uh, from the ground up. But in this particular instance, you can just use her story right out of the box as a great teaching tool because it's very simple and easy to play. And the last thing you talked about, Naomi, and I want to point this out, is that 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 library card. And it just, again, makes very much sense with the theme of this game because you may reach a point where there are no tokens available of symbols that you need, and you kind of need a, an ability to be able to reset the entire board. And in my head, at least, this uh, library card is one where you just say, okay, well, let's just, we just have to go back to the drawing board on this. Let's just go back to the library, see what we can come up, and then refresh the tokens from there. So all of those individual elements, I think, um, really tie into the theme of the game, but also make it so that it's not overwhelming. You know, I never really felt overwhelmed by decisions here. How about you? Did you feel it overwhelmed by any decisions in the game? No, I didn't. I felt very curious and I felt very relaxed, right? So, uh, you know, you're kind of doing your thing at your desk and and looking at the idea board and, and drafting the women. And it feels um, just, it feels very, like, a very, like, zen. Like, I don't know, it's a very calm game. And I've actually, I've played it, I will um, say, Dave, I've played it six times oh, nice. um, since uh, purchasing it in, I don't know, six weeks. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, we spent, I spent an afternoon and played four times in a row. Nice. Um, with um, one of my faculty collaborators who I had uh, purchased the game for mm-hmm. as a gift. 
script and she's very taken with it. She's actually a, an editor of um, journal editor, uh, academic journal editor. Mm-hmm. Um, so this, you know, was uh, and and also a feminist. So uh, this was something that was really interesting to her for a variety of reasons, but it was fun to to watch her um, enjoy and play as well. Uh, but yeah, it just it was very like a very chill game to play. Mm-hmm. Um, there was definitely enough like it's simple enough where you're not feeling overwhelmed decisions, but there's it can get really complex with the strategies mm-hmm. uh, as well. So I think it's a really nice balance and an entry point into serious games. And I love, Dave, that you brought up the fact that it can be played out of the box or it's a really nice model to think about, like, don't go crazy with mechanics and like play, like come up with a really like tight core loop mm-hmm. with, you know, limited decisions and a really clean implementation and have everything make sense to the theme. And, you know, people can kind of go in different directions with strategy um, within that, you know, level of simplicity. Um, but I, I never have felt bored with it. Um, mm-hmm. And I'm going to continue to play it uh, over and over again um, with different approaches, but it's just, I think, a really nice approachable uh, game and an entry point into serious games for people or games for learning who haven't um, entered into that space yet. Yeah, I'm really glad that you're able to get those additional plays in because I brought it to my game group who are not educators, but just really like playing the game for what it is, which I'm really glad because that just demonstrates that it is a viable commercial product, but it's also something that can be still used for teaching, learning, and education. And that kind of brings me into my third and last question that I wanted to ask you, Naomi, which is overall the future of serious games, but specifically, like right now, we live in a time where the possibilities and opportunities for using designing games for teaching and learning are really incredible right now. Her story, I think, represents just the tip of the iceberg when developing serious games for learning. I'd like to know more from you. How do you think those who are just discovering this field of game-based learning can take this game, her story, and build upon it for their own designs and projects? Yeah, Dave, that's a that's another great question. So I think there's so many opportunities here, and I'll um, I'll remark that I think that there's something really beautiful about this game in that in the gameplay you're drafting a book of her story, like your actual book. If you flip it over and put your cards together, it it looks like a book cover of her story. And every time that you play, it's going to be different. Um, um, but the creation of this game itself is a way to tell the stories of incredible women. Some of those we may not actually be familiar with. I know I wasn't familiar with a, a good number of women that were featured um, in this game. So it's really nice that it's bringing uh, various women's stories to light and in a really accessible way to people who, you know, you may not have encountered, um, you know, all of those, you know, women. So I think that there's something really beautiful about the gameplay as you having the power to tell her story, but the game itself is having the power to bring women's stories um, forward. So there's this really nice multi-layer um, mm-hmm. thing, which I think is really powerful. And so I'd be curious um, if other games um, can do that. Uh, and I thought that this was an interesting piece, and this was something that I had only noticed recently, and I'll mention this with the future of um, you know, serious games and uh, thinking about this game and building upon it for other future designs and projects. But there's a really nice extension of the gameplay in a, in a really thoughtful way. Um, so there's bonus materials online at herstorythegame.com. Mm-hmm. And they include posters of the women featured on the cards and also a biography kit. So it's templates that mirror the game biographies on the cards for the women um, that students can actually go and tell um, stories of other people through interviewing and writing biographies. So I thought that was a really, really thoughtful extension mm-hmm. of digital materials that are available 
um, online for free. Um, and it all mirrors the aesthetic um, and, and artwork and just kind of uh, the way that the game was constructed itself. So I thought that was a really, really nice piece. Um, so I'm always taken with extra bonus materials like that. And I thought that was a really nice add-on that works really well to kind of extend the game. So that way someone could take this game and play it wholesale in the classroom, but then also do a follow-up you know, activity and talk about the um, larger uh, research process and telling people's stories and what is involved with that process. So I thought that that was a really nice educational extension um, and something that I've seen with other games, but I thought this one was really, really well implemented. Right. I'm, I'm glad you brought all of that up, Naomi, because uh, as I think about it right now, uh, you could totally play her story without any interest in women's history or feminism or biography writing or anything else. And it plays just like you would any other type of modern Euro tabletop game. But if you do really want to learn about these women, it's so accessible and so easy to learn about them. Like we said before, we came into the game knowing some famous women in the game. Like I remember our first game, I drafted Sally Ride first because she was the first one that I recognized. But there are many, many other women in the game that you may not have ever known. And you could just flip over the card and learn a little bit of history about this individual woman, or you don't have to. It's kind of up to you. And another thing that you brought up that I think is particularly critical is that for this game, if there are if there is a need for additional educational resources, those are already made available online. I haven't checked out those resources yet, but you know, after talking to you, I'd like to check them out because again, it just makes this such an easy implementation of the game. If you are an educator and want to use this in the classroom, that it's already there, it's already packaged, it's already to go. If you'd like to take a little bit further, here are some of the resources online. Um, did you download that, Naomi? Did you check out those additional resources and see what they had to offer? Yep, I did. I went went through the the whole site because I was just really curious. Um, and the bonus materials are great. Nice. Well, I will have to check that out afterwards. I haven't checked seen it yet, but I I like to learn more. Yep. And all you have to do is enter your your email to get the um, the additional materials. All right. Well, Naomi, that was great. Thanks for joining us today. We appreciated your insight. Uh, if people want to learn more about you online, where can they go? Ah, uh, well, that's another another great question. It. To close this out. So uh, the best place to find me is actually um, LinkedIn. If you search my name, I believe I'm the only Naomi Pariso on LinkedIn. Uh, but you could uh, also find me on Twitter or Instagram. Um, and that's at eLearnGeekEt. Um, so it's exactly like it sounds. Great. Thank you, Naomi. And for those of you that are listening, I'll also link uh, Naomi's social uh, links in the description or show notes. You'll be able to see it there. I hope you found this episode useful. If you'd like to learn more, then a great place to start is with my free course on gamification. You can sign up for it at universityxp.com slash gamification. You can also get a full transcript of this episode, including links to references in the description or show notes. Thanks for joining us. Again, I'm your host, Dave Eng from Gamespace Learning by University XP. On Experience Points, we explore different ways we can learn from games. If you like this episode, please co consider commenting, sharing, and subscribing. Subscribing is absolutely free and ensures that you'll get the next episode of Experience Points delivered directly to you. I'd also love it if you took some time to rate the show. I live to lift others with learning, so if you found this episode useful, consider sharing it with someone who could also benefit. Also, make sure to visit University XP online at universityxp.com. University XP is also on Twitter at university underscore XP and on Facebook and LinkedIn as University XP. Also, feel free to email me anytime. My email address is dave at universityxp.com. Game on.